Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day folks and welcome to another episode on Canada's Down Under. We have Barry joining the show to talk about his findings in regards to dimensional beings, spiritual awareness and the quantum realm. He also goes on to talk about his own experiences he's encountered, as well as a friend of his that could unknowingly be of the reptilian species. So please welcome to the show, Barry. G'day Barry and welcome to the show mate. Thank you, thank you. Mate, it's great having you on the show mate. Uh, thanks for getting in touch with me there mate to try and um, you know get you on the podcast here mate. It's absolutely fantastic having you on here. Um, now, mate, you've got some uh, a bit of experiences there, mate, and a bit of information you want to sort of share with us. And, uh, mate, by all means, I'm going to let you take over and, um, yeah, go go for gold. Okay. Um, I think I'll, I'll lay down some ground sort of areas to work with just so other stuff later can be, I suppose, absorbed a little bit better because um, there's quite a lot of different technical things to go into. But... Um, so this is this is the way uh, best way to describe, I suppose, species as a human body um, that can link up to other species and stuff like that. Okay, so because I'm gonna I want to get into like um, EDBs or extra dimensional beings, as well as ETs. Okay, which are which are in a lot of ways one and the same thing. Um, depends on. A couple of things, and some of those things are artificial, artificial means. So um, what I'll talk about is, so basically, if you look at the body as three key things. So it's basically your sentient spirit, yourself, okay, without being tagged by the atoms and ions into going into the cells. And then you've got your cells. So rough last estimate was about... 30 to 45 trillion cells per 75 kilos of body weight. Okay, and then there's just interstitial fluids. So no cells are actually touching, they're all just levitating there with fluid. And that's that's through a couple of different means which we'll go into later. So if you look at it that way, it's a lot easier to understand what we're going to talk about. Um, so, um, and this is stuff that's actually established through cellular biology and uh, what's called epigenetics, which is a link to quantum physics. Okay, so then we're, we're looking at all of the, the space realms and stuff like that, um, which can go into dimensions, it can go into space, it depends on how you look at it, and it's a, a matter of arbitrary or, or um, I don't know, uh, euphemisms and stuff like that. Depends on what sort of terminology you use, where you're from, 
and all that sort of stuff. One one group of people will call it one thing, another group will call it something totally different, but they're talking about exactly the same thing. Um, so I think that's the best way to do it. So with the cells, there's roughly 11 main groups of cells in the human body, and they have all different functions. Um, and if you look at it that way, um, you can switch out or manoeuvre certain different cells, which we'll go into later, which would be classed as uh, hybridisation and stuff if you were to do it artificially. And there are sort of artificial means happening, um, but they're classed as natural in the world. Um, so, all right. Um, as I said, I've never done this before with a podcast or anything like that. So I don't know... Got a whole heap of stuff, uh, which I believe you're going to chuck up. Um, just some points of reference. Um, I don't. I don't believe that there's such a thing as an overall conspiracy. Um, I know a lot of people will get classed as conspiracy theorists and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think when people say conspiracy theorists, usually when someone does that sort of thing they're generally the person that has some sort of conspiracy and they might be a lone person or not. Um, but there's nothing wrong with theory. Um, to say that theory is a bad thing is to never investigate anything and never look at anything objectively. Um, so uh, I, don't, I don't believe overall there's a... I know there's a, a, or certain types of forces in the world that have set ways and those ways are based upon the only things that can be true, but, and someone might see that that's against them. Yeah, but that's not a conspiracy. Um, if, if a, another thing people need to understand too is the way the government views it is uh, if you're doing something and it's classed as lawful, it cannot be considered as a conspiracy. So you'll be classed as a conspiracy theorist if you say the government has done something bad against you um, because they generally don't believe so. Um, they draw on a lot of information. Often that information is wrong, but they still do um, because they've got individual flawed and complacent staff a lot of the time. Uh, not all of them, obviously, but... Um, that's where you, you can't allow, I suppose, anyone to push it, push it down the wrong rabbit hole, basically. Um, but anyway, so we'll get into um, natural versus artificial because this needs to be understood a bit better so that we can look at different beings and transport and stuff like that, okay? Uh, sorry if this takes a long way to sort of segue into it, but... You've got to understand the way that I look at it and the way that other people I know look at it and um, the reasons why people experience things differently to others. Okay, uh, the reasons, uh, there's various reasons, but here's some of the main ones. So artificial uh, is basically anything you make, anything that's made. Okay, so that's where we're classing artificial as. If it's not naturally growing or forming, it's artificial. Um, some some stuff that grows is actually artificial as well because uh, it's prompted through artificial means. Um, but just say we use the term of land. 
So the first fences or gates, um, they're artificial and they're like a pegging system on what's natural. So you can lock in a square, you can lock in a square block, which is obviously artificial on a round hole. Um, so that's where we, we're going to talk about doorways and dimensions and stuff like that, because we can look at space, we can look at what's under the earth, but we also need to look at buildings and the way doorways are structured and so on. And if you don't realise, um, doorways, it's, it's been studied and proven that each time you walk through a standard doorway, you lose about five seconds of your short-term memory. And they couldn't work out why. And that's that's part of that is energy. And when I, talk, when I talk about energy, I'm not talking about spiritual energy. I'm talking about real physical EMR uh, that we transmit and it transmits to us and what's generally emitted from everything that's artificial because everything emits EMR, absolutely everything. And there's all your natural EMR that comes from all the natural things like the sun and, and out in the atmosphere, sweeps through the trees and plants. That's actually part of carbon life. Um, and then you've got everything that's made, which emits an EMR as well, a lower dull EMR, but it's all artificial negative energy. So that's that's where um, the impact upon bodies and so on can can change perception and all that type of stuff because everything's emitting, everything's sending a signal. We're not separate to the world. We're not separate to the things around us. We're actually joined. We're actually part of everything that's around us and everything around us is part of what's inside us as well, uh, which is the best way to describe it. So um, with the technology, through, through quantum entanglement, like quantum physics, you've got um, space time and so on, but you've also got points of origin to everything. So not everything is connected, but a lot of things are connected. So, for example, my thought can transmit through a pathway in, in within the second to another planet. That's actually been established through quantum entanglement. Um, so when people say are oh, receiving messages from such and such or from another planet and all that sort of stuff, First thing is going to happen is they're going to get snapped up and put in the psych ward, you know. But it's been established through a guy, if you want to research, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who mapped out uh, with a, a team the Human Genome Project, okay, which they got spectacularly wrong in some areas and he's corrected it since. Um, so um, he's proven that people are emitting EMR from their subconscious thought, which is how our cells levitate um, through generations, it's evolution. And also it emits outwards and also everything sweeps through. So the world is actually a chemistry, big chemistry box, right? A chemistry sandbox, or the earth is, I should say, inside a quantum physics EMR realm. Uh, if you if you can get it that way, that's the best way to put it. And then everything's got a low affinity or a high affinity density and all that type of stuff. Um, sorry if this is dragging on a bit, but I'm just trying to lay down the sort of foundation so that we can step into the other stuff because if you see what I'm talking about is true, 
you'll get a very different perspective of what people refer to as aliens and, and all that type of stuff um, as opposed to lineages of different things um, or different species, okay, through taxonomy. And that doesn't, doesn't always mean taxonomy strictly from the earth. So, um, so through, as I said, there's all points of origin and each point of origin has its own time space. I don't know if you know anything about time space at all. No, uh, nothing really. Okay, so um, Einstein proved with the atomic clocks, right? They, they got atomic clocks, which are the most accurate clocks that you could possibly imagine at the time. They put one uh, at a certain place in the Earth and they had one that was doing loops in the outer atmosphere, right? And then when they brought the one down from the outer atmosphere to see if it, what the time was, they found that there was a slight difference in time, which creates essentially what's, a, what's referred to as like a wedge or space-time. So it showed that time is actually a physical object with chemistry, okay? So you've got your underlying... Um, energy realms of quantum physics, but the chemistry sandbox within that has space-time. So everything's set like a platform. And if you if you know anything about the gaming world, which you, you do, I believe, so if you look at everything on the Earth and out of the Earth as a platform of some sort in chemistry, that's what we're looking at. And everything can be controlled and manipulated, and everything will have different lucidity and uh, sensation and experience, which will be subjective or objective, okay? So it'll be just what it is, or it'll be your viewpoint of what it is as you're living through that, that platform. So that's the way, the best way to look at everything, and there's all different matrices to each one. So each space-time, just say that's a triangle, right? Um, so essentially, if you get enough people in one of those triangle space-times that have enough belief, they can wipe out the beliefs and the structures of someone on the edge of that by moving to a different space-time. And then that's what that's what gets referred to as the Mandela effect. So uh, do you know much about the Mandela? Yeah, yeah. It's quite a strange um, uh, phenomenon, really, um, remembering stuff from the past... But it's changed it's in changed. the future. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Mandela. There was also one with, I don't know if you recall, a guy named Albie Mangles. No. He's, he was like the crocodile hunt, the, the you know, um, Steve Irwin, basically, of the old days. And there was a story that he uh, disappeared and then he went into the bush and then he come out and he charged, charged up against uh, some police officers and was shot and killed. Um, and then five years later, the story is that he was alive and well, but then he died again. Like it was a totally different story, uh, to what the original story was. Uh, some people have memories of it and other, others don't, but I, I recall seeing the story myself. I recall the first story and I recall the second story. Um, but my lucidity or my awareness to things is very different. Um, and I'll get into that because it has to do with pain memory and things like that and trauma. Um, so with these platforms, 
So just say, because of epigenetics, if you understand and you look up epigenetics and the way belief systems, how, how important belief is uh, as far as emitting what happens within and without. They did a study um, a few years ago where they had, I think it was three subjects. It was a psychological study, which, which demonstrates that most people that are detained in psych wards shouldn't be, really. But um, what they found was they got these three subjects to think intensely about something, a specific target, and they measured whether or not that transmitted anything outwards from the body. And what they found was that, yes, it does. Uh, it transmits within us. It switches our, our cells and our proteins and so on, and it can change our body. As also, It also emits a physical object from our body that creates our biosphere around us, which interacts with the world through EMR and changes our surroundings. So the conclusion that they came to was the most believed mass heard hallucination is what is referred to as reality. If, if you get what I mean. Not so, quite. So the more people you have that believe a certain thing is true, that's reality, but it's it's also a hallucination because they're, they're emitting EMR amongst each other, to each other and outwards into the world, which creates that reality. So it's actually a hallucination created by them that they walk into, which is actually a physical reality. And they yeah, established okay. this. They established this. So this is where you get people that have, have spent a long time alone. If they see something different because they believe something different, or you get someone from a different country that believes something totally different because they experience something totally different, what they're seeing and what they're experiencing is real, but... Uh, unless they've got severe brain damage or something like that. Um, but um, when they encounter the mass herd, like if it's one to, just say it's one million people, just say one million people are believing one thing, and that is that what you've just experienced does not exist, that it's a hallucination if you even consider it or say it. Okay, you walk into the crowd knowing this, you're going to be wiped out by their EMR and their projections to suggest, and you'll start believing it yourself. You'll start believing, was that real or was that not real? And you'll be classed as having a hallucination. But so is everybody else. It's just that there's more of them than there is there is of you. Yeah, so it's almost like the, uh, the Chinese whispers version of perspective in a sense. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, because yeah, the further and the further away, it's going to thin out, thin out through the herd at different areas, and then you'll have all your isolated groups, and then your isolated people from those groups and stuff. You know, it's like the like the African tribe that they found, where once every year they go and they um, behave and live like uh, their spiritual animals. Um, they basically go down on all fours again and they go hunting in the woods and, and um, for whatever, you know, it might be plant foods or it might be they might try and chase down animals by themselves and things like that, which I, the gen, people generally aren't too successful in. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know if you've ever seen a person try to catch a rabbit and eat it with their their bare hands and teeth, but it, it's, it's pretty funny and it's pretty disgusting as well. <laughs> well, good luck to trying to catch it anyway. Yeah, yeah, good luck trying to catch it. Yeah, or a deer, a deer <laughs> that tries to kill you, you know. Um, but yeah, the and just biting into them alone. Like I've I've watched a guy for half an hour trying to bite a rabbit, a rabbit, um, and it was pretty pretty bad. Uh, he he threw up. <laughs> Threw up a lot through it, and he, it took him half an hour just to get to the organs. Oh wow! Yeah, it was uh, really bad. But that's anyway, a, that's too much. A bit off the yeah. <laughs> so, um, so sorry, I'm just having a look over my notes just to try and keep track of where this is. This was going to. No, that's fine. Uh, so with yeah, with that, so so it's in a sense to preserve what is coined as the human race, right, to preserve that, um, there needs to be indoctrination systems in place, which is why we have schools, why we have everything that we see as far as programs. And if anyone says that they're not programs to brainwash people on television, they've got something wrong with them because they're literally called that. That's what they are, they're programs. So uh, and it's generally why I you might get me watching one series on Netflix once every six months, and that's about it. I don't watch television at all, really. Um, so it's it's a way to feed all the goalposts of belief and thoughts. And if you believe and think all of these things, which you be, you think you believe and you think you think, but it's all suggested to you that actually emits the EMR from your subconscious thought because your subconscious thought by about 80% overrides your conscious thought. So no matter what you think you're thinking about or what you, if you think I'm not going to eat a chocolate cake today, but your subconscious brain has been programmed to eat a chocolate cake today, you're going to eat that chocolate cake because all you will see is that chocolate cake. Because everywhere you go, someone will be eating a chocolate cake or you walk into a shop and there'll be a chocolate cake. And the same thing happens with cigarettes and stuff like that as well. The broad range of things, but it's deeply entrenched in the subconscious thought. This is why things like NLPs, um, have you had anything to do with NLPs, like neuro-linguistic neuro programming? I've heard a little bit on it, but I haven't really dived into it. So if you get um, binaural waves, binaural hertz ranges, uh, which you can get like very cheaply and free on, on App Store or online. Uh, you set up the ones you want. You can layer them like, you know, I, I layer like six at a time. And then you affirm what you want your beliefs to be. Okay, so you record them all together and then you listen to them every morning before you get up, when you first wake up, which is the best time. You put them on a repeat for, say, 20 minutes. You might have a, a set program of five to ten put them on repeat and you listen to them just meditate and the best way to do it is arms cross i don't know if you've ever seen the um uh, oh, what's the group called uh that's supposedly secret society but they've got their their buildings everywhere uh, oh, illuminati or something yeah the skull and bone uh, like it's got the sickle the pick and it's got the oh the stonemasons Stonemasons, yeah, that's a, that's the one I was thinking of. So they've got a sign where they they put their hands up like like the vampire laying down, right? It's like a, the crossed arms uh, with your hands up towards your shoulders, 
And if you cross your legs as well, that brings your right and your left part of your body over the center of your body, which engages 100% of your brain because that's how easy it is. You know how they say we only use X amount of percentage of our brain? Yeah. Well, that's that's through trained indoctrination with, with repetitive action. But if as soon as you bring your right side of your arm, like your right arm over across the center of your body to your left or vice versa, that engages 100% of your brain at all times that you do that. So if you can do what's called brain gym. So when you're meditating with NLPs, you listen to them, your affirmations, and you cross your arms and your legs and you just lay there and relax and you picture, picture stuff on the inside of your eyelids basically with your eyes closed. And eventually they say 400 times, if you listen to that 400 times, it's deeply entrenched in your subconscious beliefs. Therefore, it will play out exactly as is. And and I do some that you notice immediate change to. Like it feels like your world and your body is shifting while you're listening to it. And you can see you can see things like, I don't know if you know much about um, remote viewing and stuff like that. Yeah, I've um, heard of it. A little bit. Yeah skeptical and i had the word skeptical but i'm like uh, I, I question it a bit so yeah no, there's actually there's actually groups i'm part of one group which is a remote viewing group and they set off targets every couple of weeks or so and you've got to say what's in that room and stuff like that they give you gps coordinates and things like that um so like these these programs if you know about the release that was done about i think it was about two or three years ago now that um, Stephen Greer's been going, chipping his way through by the US government, the military documents and stuff like that. They talk about the programs that they've had since the 50s and 60s of psychic um, telekinesis, remote viewing, uh, using LSD um, as a therapy, which they're now using in the mainstream world, LSD as a therapy, when there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people around the world that have been told that oh, you used LSD twice uh, when you were like 17, so you've got a mental disorder for the rest of your life, but now they're using it as a therapy. Um, I don't know how that works. The same with THC, um, things like that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a, I live in sobriety. I don't take drugs and stuff like that, but I look at it objectively and I look at the studies that that doesn't make sense. But they have been using these things for... Um, uh, for medicinal purposes and also to enhance or trigger those things in the human brain outside of the normal indoctrinated belief systems, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's there's a very heavy structure in place and it, in, in, it involves infrastructure that um, measures and asserts and maintains a human order, a, a human species and a human order and part of that and the evolution of that is through dietary intake as well as what's transmitted from the external world inwards into people basically because it sweeps like, a, and I'll tell you, you know how they talk about DNA, you can't change DNA, it's stuck in the nucleus in like a little lock safe and you can't change it. Right, and it just it only spits out mRNA to copy itself, and that keeps itself protected. Well, that's a blatant lie. And if you look at Dr. Lipton, you'll see this is how easy DNA is changed. Okay, 
So just say you're walking down the street and there's a tree that you've never been near and that you've never seen before. That tree is emitting an EMR, the same as you are, and that EMR will gel with each other and transmit the leftovers into your body and you will transmit the leftovers into their body, into the tree body, and it will switch out part of the second helix of your DNA, the double helix, right? It'll switch out part of the interchangeable protein in your DNA and then we'll start producing that from there, okay? So that's how easy it is. And then when you get people that inject mRNA into people, just off the topic a little bit, I won't go too depth into this. If you get someone that's injecting mRNA into people, there is literally only one reason that you are doing that, and that is to change people's DNA. Okay? There's nothing else that, that that's doing. Um, so if you know what I'm talking about, I won't I won't say the words because often that will set off set off blockages in other sites and stuff like that. That's right. So, it sounds a little confusing, but I've got a rough idea what you're on about. So just say you've got the little ball um, of DNA in the middle of each cell, right? Not all cells have DNA, but most of them do. Um, the EMR sweeps through that. It sweeps through everything, every bit of chemistry on the earth, right? And it switches out the little tiny, you know, the double helix? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so on one side of it, it's like interchangeable protein, which they used to call junk DNA. They didn't know what it was. They said it was useless, but it's not. It codes the DNA and it codes the mRNA. So if you can work out ways to change that, which they have and they know very well and they've been doing it for the entire human species, they've been slowly evolving us, but now it's been ramped up via artificial means. And that's that's all I'll say about that. But um, if you have a look up Dr. Bruce Lipton, epigenetics, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, there's no, just just no uh, real challenge to that science at all. Um, so, okay, so we've got the belief indoctrination, which is the main part. So that's part of the lineage of human taxonomy. Um, and then you've got all the behavioural traits, and then what they do is they get people to consume a certain way, and that consumption changes evolution of the species, and this is where we start to get into extra-dimensional beings and ETs, okay, because there are groups that are much older than the human race and live much longer than the human race that have consumed in a totally different manner and have been trained in a totally different manner. So they are what they are as a result. But if you're consuming high amounts of um, protein that changes your DNA because it floods the nucleus in each cell, it also blocks up everything and blocks up a lot of pathways. And you talk to any kidney failure patient, and they'll tell you exactly that, okay? Because humans aren't meant to consume protein at all. Uh, we actually develop protein within our cells, all cells specifically, if we feed the cells correctly, uh, which can be established through cellular biology if you want to have a look into that. I've got plenty of studies that I can send to you as well if you want to post them. Um, so the other thing is hormones, mate. 
foreign hormones. If you want to, if you want to genetically evolve a species, then you will feed them a ton of hormones of exactly where you want them to go and what sort of traits you want them to have. Okay, so if you think of the standard American diet or the standard Australian diet, um, which branches, it's been globalized now, all of it, uh, it's all pretty much the same thing. So you're eating a lot of bacon, a lot of pig, a lot of, a lot of um, hormones in that, Some, like a great deal of hormones. And this is the triggery they pulled. They said, okay, no added hormones, right? But they don't tell you that there's extremely potent hormones in it, which obviously there is because it's flesh and everything that grows has a lot of hormones and you're consuming them. So then they'll say, no, it doesn't make it past the blood barrier. It doesn't get into your brain, all that sort of stuff, which is all garbage. It does. It goes through all of it. It goes through every cell in your body. And as I say, you are what you eat. Um, so this is, this is where the species changes and lineage goes because some foods create a low affinity and some foods create a high affinity as far as your experience on earth. So you'll be really dense or you'll be lighter or thicker or your bones will be different ways and stuff like that. Um, and all of that, and what, as well as what you're believing and what you're told, for example, if you go to a different country and you learn a different language, the same word in a different language triggers a different thought and response and different visual spectrum. Okay, so even though we're talking about the same thing, we're experiencing it differently. Um, but every single thing has memory. Everything, every cell, every hormone, every chemical constituent has memory. Not thinking memory, not sentient memory, but it has memory that we tap into as a sentient being. And I'll just bring you back to what I was talking about cells before with atoms and ions. Now, atoms and ions emit, uh, so, so you've got biophotons, for example, that are in cells. Now, you've got trillions of these per cell, so per trillions of cells, and they are light, right? That's literally encapsulated sunlight that's in the body, which is where we get our colour from and everything gets its colour from and stuff like that originally. So we're actually glowing inside our flesh, and that's where we're the colour we are. Now, one thing that most people don't realise is uh, light has gravity. So when you've got tr trillions of these light spectrums in each cell and trillions of cells, we are literally gravity. Okay, we're gravity inside gravity, which pushes against it. But we've got trillions of cells and the things around us aren't uh, don't have that cellular biology unless they're another living form or or whatever inanimate object um so the whole idea too that we're solely aging upon the gravitational downward pull or upward pull from the earth and and the outer atmosphere complete fallacy and i'm not i'm not a flat earther here i'm not i, I don't I look at what is and what was, okay? I'm not going to, as I said, you're not going to speculate at it, but that's that's the truth. We are literally gravity, every single part of us, because we're full of light. So 
um, to say that only the external gravity, which is actually part of us, is aging us is completely false. There's belief. Our belief in the way we age, because we're all told over and over again, how many times have you been told by the time you're 50, you won't be able to do this. By the time you're 60, you can't do that. By the time you're 100, you'll probably be dead before then. You know, all of the same sort of stuff. It's all the same. It's indoctrination is what it is. And other species don't have these same things. They only have a lighter degree of it. And then, then you're into individuals that are bypassed most of it, whether they be in a human form or not. Okay, so um, I'll get back to... I started to talk about doors, all right? So I just wanted to lay down that foundation of the actual species side of it. Uh, and then I'll talk about reptilians, reptilians and um, other ETs and so well, what are classes ETs or actual dimensional beings and stuff in a minute. But we're talking about artificial and doorways and so on. So how you lose five seconds of memory. So there's a lot of condensed energy between doorways because you have all your energy in your room and then it's all focused around the doorway and your energy going through the doorway gets interfered with by that so that's part of the memory loss but also because in between the doors if you look at the thickness of the door and you think of how many different one-dimensional layers and zones there are in that piece of door and that doorway that's how many dimensions there actually are in and out of that doorway. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. So Tesla was looking at this sort of stuff years and years ago, like in the eight, late 1800s and so on. And, and he just happens to be one person that, um, if you have a look at the book, you have seen if I've got it here. It's called My Inventions. Yeah, here it is here. Okay, so it's a book called My Inventions, Autobiography of Nikola Tesla. Right, it's a very short book. I read it in, I read it in like a day. Um, it's only... Let me just have a look quickly. Um, it's only 89 pages, right? If you're looking for pictures, you'll be very sorely disappointed. It's all just writing. It's a cheap and nasty book, but it's an autobiography um, produced by someone here in Australia. But if you read that book, you'll see how he actually viewed the world and what he grew up like and all the, a, a lot of his main inventions and the fact that he had Wi-Fi already set up in 1890. Wi-Fi that could actually power cars and ships globally, Right and text messaging and phone calls that you could never change or intercept, which uh, would have been very annoying to the government, but it was originally designed for the government for covert operations. But um, if other people got their hands on it, so they probably are using this system because it can never be tampered with at all. No text message in his system can. But MMS, texts, all of that stuff from 1890, he had already finalised all of the plans for that. And he was running small systems around the world. I think he had uh, three three or four towers that he started building 
uh, around in different countries as well, the US and uh, over near Serbia and somewhere else. But if you get that book, my intention, my inventions, sorry, you'll see you'll see what I'm referring to. Um, and he 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 believes. So he said he always was just a conduit, basically, as we all are. We we don't actually. Uh, we can calculate things in what we learn, what's sent to us, but um, everything is from somewhere else. It's like a collective conscious of information or what some people refer to as God. What I, what I refer to as God is that the acronym G-O-D, Government of Democracy. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, right? yeah. because they that's what they believe they are and to a certain degree in the chemistry sandbox that's exactly what they are because they control all of that okay and they control the indoctrination process of the human species and so on and you can't you can't ever say that there's that you know i've posted i'll post it on my facebook for example um uh, strict um, military documents confirming Roswell uh, go and pick up the bodies uh, of the, the ETs and go and pick up the craft and make up this story and stuff like that like that were released a couple of or a few years ago that Greer's been going through um, I, I, I posted the actual documents the military documents um, things like that so for, for anyone to say that the government doesn't know about uh, other beings and other dimensions and all this stuff when we've got a very heavily guided social structure, infrastructure, we've got a heavily guided um, system that of building everything's every single material on the earth is, is weighed and checked. Um, they know where everything comes from, where it, where it is, how much of it there is, every material on this earth, every chemistry. That's why I laugh when you know talk, they talk about drug dealers and stuff like that, mate. At some point or along the line, everybody's got the same plug, and that that's a fact. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of whether they say tomorrow or today, that's that's illegal or that's legal, and we'll use it as a medication, or you can't use it because it's bad. And they've been proven a lot of times to be uh, wrong in their assessment of what's good and bad. That's for sure. Um, but I assure you that every, every single thing on this earth and this platform is very well controlled down to a, a, a very fine art. Uh, and that goes for doorways and stuff like that. What I used to do is I, 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 I used to make goals to do things strange, right? You just, just freak people out and do shit when you're alone that you would normally never do. Walk through the doorways backwards. Every doorway in your house, just walk backwards through it instead of forwards and walk sideways through it instead of instead of forwards or backwards and just do that a few times and you know who cares if someone laughs at you but just do it do it when you're alone if you're worried about what people think do it when you're alone and see if anything changes in your perception and your world because i guarantee that there will be subtle changes in the world around you because everything is set in a very specific motion and it's all specifically guided and it's it's like one massive guided tour 
Okay, that's that's the only way I can describe it. You're on a Japanese guided tour of the duty free shops, basically, and that that's why. <laughs> did you actually find anything yourself there with your perspective by doing this? Yes, I did. I did. Um, I noticed that I started having deja vu a lot more. Um, like I was I was doing stuff, and then I remembered, like, and and even dreams. Um, there's people that say that they don't dream. Everybody's always dreaming. I'm a very heavy, lucid dreamer, but everybody's always dreaming. The only time you don't remember dreams uh, is a matter of lucidity and trauma, and also if you haven't been asleep for long enough. Um, but that that's determined by your consumption and your uh, exertion, exercise exertion and stuff. And I can tell you a few different ways to reduce your need to sleep and stuff like that because I spent a lot of time in my life trying to make sure I didn't have to sleep and trying to stay awake and lucidly aware all the time. And I still still practice that and I, I'm down to like, I sleep three to four hours a night now and when I open my eyes, I, I want to jump through the roof. I'm, I'm ready to go. My brain switched on. My my um, physical side is, is like, I've been world level um, fitness and strength um, practicing what I'm talking about. So, um, sorry, mate, I just got a, someone sent me a text message while I was talking to you. <laughs> Are you all right? It's just vibrating at me. Um, all right, so let's, I want to, one thing I want to talk about is, so there's, just say you've got mythology, ET, extra dimensional being, you got natural power. You got artificial technology. There's you really need to isolate these things in your life. Every time you're experiencing something, you need to go, okay. So is that natural or is that unnatural? How could that possibly be natural? Um, you know, um, you know. Most days, these most of the time these days, people think a knife and fork is natural. And it, it couldn't be further from the truth. No, there's no knife and fork growing on a friggin' tree. I don't know if you have swearing on your podcast. Oh, you can the... swear. I don't mind, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm usually a trucky mouth, mate. So <laughs> um, I'm trying to be nice. But yeah, you know, people, whereas if you go over to India or you go to the Philippines and stuff, they're all eating rice and stuff with their hands because that's, that's the natural way, you know, even though it's not natural that they cooked rice. Um, they're eating it the natural way because you know it's just logical to do that. And uh, brings me back to fruit. Like fruit is the, the literally the only food that we're supposed to eat biologically and biochemistry. Uh, and it falls perfectly into the hand. It's the exact exact. Uh, if you look at it on a chemical level and a cellular level, it matches up to every single thing that our cells need. Um, and I'll, I'll, as I said, I'll send some stuff to you. But um, we're indoctrinated to industry. We're indoctrinated to belief systems, and we're indoctrinated into maintaining the evolutionary path that is wanted and desired for us. And people happily go along with it because that's all they've ever known. Literally everything. So, and I, I don't, I don't abuse people about it. I don't, I don't go, oh, you're wrong because. People aren't wrong. You can't be wrong in that sort of stuff. Like that's that's just not the way it is. Uh, you've been everyone's been trained that way. I I was trained that way a lot, long time in my life. So were my parents. 
Um. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so we're going to grades, alien grades, right? I love the alien grades. Yep, bring it on. So, so I don't know if you've ever had any experience with one. Uh, no. I've, I've had a lot of experience with many of them. Uh, the smaller ones... Uh, the smaller cheeky ones and also the taller ones, which can get a bit intrusive at times. Um, but I learned a lesson, and I think so did one of them a long time ago. Um, so this is how I'll tell you how you firstly know if you've got a grey a grey around you. Okay, you might start to see um, what could be classes glitches in reality, but it's glitches in the sandbox because they can open up doorways in whatever they want to. Uh, they've got their crafts, which are the disc, the disc-like ones, um, but and I'll talk about them a little bit later as as in why they're silent and things like that. Um, but also, um, they're they're multi they're extra-dimensional. We're all actually extra-dimensional, but these guys know exactly what they're doing. Okay, so they, um, if you've got one around you, you'll start getting all confused as if your thoughts are being mirrored at you, but you can hear, you'll start to hear them and stuff like that. You'll, you, so if you, just say you close your eyes and just think something really loud, the strange thing is you can actually hear what you think inside your head, okay? Now, most people have never tr actually tried that, but if you do it, 
you you can hear just faint some people more some people less you can hear that that thought echo through your head as if it's transmitting somewhere which it is it's transmitting an emr it's you're physically sending a pulse out with your thought now when they're coming towards you because they're so staunch in their beliefs and their strength in their mind and or their brain i should say not their mind because mine is external but they're they're so staunch in their thoughts and belief systems and they have so much ability that it's it's almost like it's driving you insane and all of your all of the thoughts and beliefs that people have that are not accurate or are inconsistent with other thoughts and things like that will all rear their ugly head basically and it'll be like someone's put a mirror around your head and all your thoughts are bouncing back at you because they don't they don't have it basically that's the best way to put it they're not interested in what you think or believe because you are wrong and that's all there is about it okay um to them so they come in, they'll approach you bit by bit. Otherwise, you're going to end up going and probably topping yourself if, if you don't if you don't get a, a hold of it, basically, because uh, it'll drive you insane. But they'll do stuff like they'll pop into your room in your house. Uh, they'll come through portal. The smaller ones will come through portals. They'll drop down from the ships. They actually open up a physical portal through a roof. And, and we'll talk about the crafts and stuff a little bit later. And they crawl down around the inside of the walls like a tunnel. And then they come down, they can come down into the room. So you might get three or four of them and you can hear them. They're like, nee, nee, but you can hear their thought because they project their thought. The only physical language that they that they speak, and this is why I think that they're actually a descendant in taxonomy of gorillas or apes. Okay, the same as the same as we are with bonobos and stuff like that with the primates. So when they talk, they go <coughs> like that. That's literally the way they speak, right? But when they go, <coughs> you feel it come through the room and go into your body and your brain, and you hear and you think the actual sentence that they say to you, as clear as anything, if you get what I mean, just as if I'm talking to you right now. So they might go, hi, I'm not, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to hurt you, but you're going to hear <clears throat> like that, like a gorilla, yep. and you'll feel that vibration, and you will actually hear, hi, I'm not here to hurt you. Like that. So you're that's basically, what, you're automatically interpreting that noise into a language. That's correct. There's no translator needed or any any of that bullshit, like what you would see on Star Trek. Um, you know, you, you don't, you know, you don't, we don't need technology because these are not a technologically um, driven species. They are a natural life driven species and they use some technology. Okay. So... A, a, a technical, a technologically advanced race is not a race that's advancing. It's a, it's a, it's a race that's repeatedly regressing. Because everybody needs to shift back to nature, 
you can still use your technology. I'm not, I love my technology, but if, you, if you're not going out at least once or twice a day and taking your shoes and socks off and sitting with your feet on the soil, on, on some grass and, and holding or touching a tree to change that energy and transfer that energy, then you're totally disconnected to the symbiotic state of your surroundings. You're, you're, you've got an artificial symbiosis, which is all negative, harmful energy. So we really need to have that protection for ourselves. And that protection is as simple as walking outside and sitting on your grass and putting your hands flat on the grass, your feet flat down on the grass with no socks. That's why I laugh when people say, I'm going back to nature, but they're wearing hiking boots. <laughs> walking through the forest they're not they're going back to rubber land it's rubber <laughs> they're not getting any of the energy that they're supposed to get coming up through their feet it'll go through their feet and out, out the top of their head or vice versa it'll go through the top of their head and then out out through their feet and it'll it'll cleanse everything in the body as well and that's what these greys are about they're about that's why you never see them walking around with clothes on so um the thing is I there was one time uh, I actually I'd gone through the transition progress with them and I woke up I was at a place in Ashmore I don't know if you know Ashmore yeah the Gold Coast yeah on the Gold Coast yep so I was at a place in Ashmore and there's a couple of places around the coast where their ships have stayed and gone for long periods of time just sitting there like you know 100 metres off the ground just in plain sight, but nobody can see them. Unless you are sitting on certain angles, and this is what we're talking about in indoctrination as well. So um, I had, I, I woke up, I opened my eyes, and I felt something in my throat. And as I my eyes focused, there was a grey, and he had something down my throat. I, don't, I still don't know what that was. And I swung, and I punched him straight in the face, right? And then... I woke up three hours later. That's exactly how it happened. I remember hitting him, it, it connecting, and then as soon as I hit him, I woke up again as if I was dreaming. But the problem was, I when my memory came back to, I went, fuck, that's right. I had a grey with something down my throat. And then I looked at my hand and I'd broken the bone just over my pinky finger in my hand where I punched him. It was all bruised up and swollen. Oh, wow. So I got him good. Um, and, mate, I'm, I'm trained to fight. Like, I, um, I've, as I said, and at the time, I was a very, very fit guy working in positions where um, I won't go in, not quite law enforcement, but in roles where I was doing a lot of protection work and stuff like that. So... Um, at the time when I when I hit it and woke up again, um, I realised too that that was all real that that had happened to me. I remember it vividly, just like waking up to your wife next to you or whatever. And then um, they took a different approach to me. They didn't come that close to me anymore. They started doing everything from a distance. And they started using other methods like pinning me to my bed and stuff like that so that I couldn't, I literally couldn't move. Um, and I remember like w when they approached, they approached me 
and I could tell that it was them approaching me. And then all of a sudden, everything in my room was changing. I was like this confusion sort of a technique. And then, bang, my arms, my legs, everything was pinned. As You mean on the Gravitron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine a, a Gravitron that's 10 times as strong as what it is. And you just pinned there. That's That's what it's like. Right? And then they will knock you out somehow. They make... And it's all done, I believe it's done mentally, not through technology. Um, and then you wake up after they've done whatever they need to do. But generally, you won't be um, harmed. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is that they're seeking or trying to find out. They're obviously changing and doing something. If, um, if I... <coughs> You know, if I had a different, an extra limb or something like that, obviously that would, you know, if I was missing a body part or if I had a scar. And I have actually, I woke up with one scar, which at the time I showed my ex-wife and I took a photo of it. And it was right beside my left testicle. There was a quarterized scar about probably nearly seven or eight centimetres long. Now, it wasn't there before. It was suddenly very sore as if someone had done an operation on me. And then when I asked my wife to check it, she said, oh, there's a scar there. Have you ever had an operation? I said, no, I've never had an operation. And she said, well, there's definitely a scar there, and I took a photo of it. It was like it had been just done, and it had been cauterized fully. So it was completely sealed on the outside, just a white scar as if it was a really old scar. And I've still got that photograph. I was not going to ask for the photograph of the scar, but I don't think people appreciate seeing that so much. <laughs> no, no, you can't see. All you can see is the scar. I took it really close, but all you can see is the scar and a little bit of a little bit of uh, the odd hair. But that's about that's about it. You can't see any yeah. any uh, family jewels hanging down or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you could you could zoom in on it if um if if I send it to you. Yep. You could zoom in on it and isolate just the scar if you want or something like that and just confirm that what I'm saying is true. Yeah, no worries there. Look, if, you're, that's, if you feel comfortable doing that, mate, then yeah. No, no just send a reminder to me later, mate, and yep. I'll, I'll do that. Um, I've got to find it amongst the sea of photographs too. That's the other issue. All right, so um, as far as crafts are concerned, as I said, they're, they're the ones with the disc, the discs, right? Now, as I was saying, we're, we're in a sandbox, um, quantum physicists believe that the Earth, uh, the not the Earth, uh, that uh, the galaxy is expanding rapidly, right? But what they're actually talking about is the chemistry is expanding rapidly, not the, the not the actual galaxy. Um, so there's a big difference there, with which I have a little bit of a back and forth with them with a few different scientists and stuff um, online. So um, the it's sort of like saying if you throw a rock from here to across the road, it's expanding the galaxy between where I threw the rock from and where it landed. But it's not. It's just that I just threw a rock. And it's still exactly the same because that's the, the chemistry rock has moved over to there and it's further away. So that's that's the way they're looking at it. Um, so anyway, um, so with that said, right, these crafts are actually pre-existing 
parts of the terrain, they're not um, new technology that's been built and is coming into the earth. They're part of the terrain that the earth is, like everything is built around them and they're actually part of it, right? But they move within the chemistry because of the material they are that's pre-existing and has a different point of origin, right? So it's got a t different time space. And when these guys roll in, it distorts and warps all chemistry around it. And that can be people too. But then when they move back out, it all goes back to exactly the way it was, which I'll tell you right now is a very, very horrible experience. Okay? So if you've got people directly near, um, and this is, uh, is going to sound like the weirdest thing ever, have you ever seen... Um, uh, you know when you do the paper mash, uh, paper cutouts of people and they're all the arms are all joined and the legs are all joined and they're all joined along like a xylophone? Oh, yeah, yeah, I get you, yep. The right, little so um, streamer-looking things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've got a whole heap of people, because people are made of the same materials, right, <laughs> um, all with the same points of origins, when these things move in and people are close, people go like that literally formed all morphs like what you heard you might have heard about the philadelphia experiment no vaguely something i feel like i might have but um, if you can elaborate the real on. the real philadelphia experiment is where they tried to teleport a ship with all its crew from one place to another on the earth uh, in the united states they did it and when they when they found this ship on the other side <coughs> the people were all fused inside the walls and everything was all changed around. So you had like half people, half wall, and half half uh, computer, half person, and all that type of stuff, all fused in amongst each other. That would be messy. Yeah, it was very messy. So that's sort of like what happens when these things roll in. So what they actually experience on the ground too is a different thing to what actually is before they arrive. So that's where the, a lot of their information needs to be calibrated probably as well. And I don't know if they're aware of that. Um, I, I haven't had the opportunity to actually physically go and tell them because they sort of do their own thing and pop up occasionally. Like I'll be driving along and I'll sense that something's going on because I'll, I'll see something's just not the way it was. And then all of a sudden there'll be two or three of them just standing in a driveway in the middle of broad daylight in different places looking at me and they just watch me go past as I drive past them. But that no no emotions or anything. And I'll get a I'll get a message, I'll watch out for this or I'll get uh, we are here for this or whatever. Um so and some of the things I am not really prepared to go into because they've said stuff to me which there's only one way to know, and that is if the time-space platform they have seen ahead of what is referred to as space or time. So they've, it's like they've seen the future, but it's not the future. It's just a different room. That's the best way to, to describe it. The future is not the future. We're all moving forward in on the guided tour, and we get plucked at the willing of the other species and we go moving forward from there so 
depending on if you're worthy uh, to a certain degree uh, for that to happen. And that involves you having the open open thoughts and beliefs um, predominantly, but it also involves your dietary intake as, as well. But a lot of the things these guys have told me has been has happened exactly as they said. This is going to happen. Just watch out for that. And then it's happened exactly as I believe that um, they said at the time. That sort of reminds me, I don't know if you've seen, uh, what was it, Men in Black 2 or 3, where they had that guy, um, he could uh, predict, not really predict, but he, like, he, was a, um, he could deal with time frames or something like from different universes and that. Oh, and he, um, works out, he works out the best possibility or probability. That, that was, or it could, like, you know, something's about to happen, but it was like, oh, lucky that didn't happen in this time frame or there was a different yeah. universe sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, that can be changed in time space depending on what happens in between now and then. Um, but the things that they have said have been exactly accurate. Um, like things people were going to say to me and things like that. And I've demonstrated this more recently where I've said, I've said to someone, I said, this person is about to walk in the room and say exactly this. And then they've come in the room and said exactly that. Yeah, wow, that would have been incredible. Um, so I, I was demonstrated that. I actually demonstrated that to a well-respected person in the community. And that was heavily documented through some of my files, which I won't go into. Um, but uh, I might be able to get uh, – well, actually, I will be able to get it. Um, I've applied for that through the government, and if they don't redact it, what I'll do is I'll section it off so that I can send that piece of information to you as well. Yeah, that'd be great. So you won't see what the file is exactly from, yep. but it, you will see that it's an official document. No, that's fine. That, that'll be still something pretty so, incredible in itself. Yeah, So, and I've done, I do that stuff all the time. It's not only from what I've been told, it's from my memory, my deja vu. Like I've had dreams where I've, I've sat somewhere and said something and, and the exact same thing has happened six months later. Like word for word, same people, same scenarios, me with, me with people in my family and things like that, doing all the same things that I had a dream about. Uh, and this is all part of breaking out of that indoctrination cycle. Right, so it's about challenging yourself, thinking about your thoughts, whether they're really your thoughts and beliefs, and also changing up your diet and stuff like that as well. Um, my my thing is I eat a massive amount of fruit, uh, and I've been world level strength and power just just on like eighty percent fruit, raw food basically, whole food wherever you can, raw food even better. When we, when we cook food, our body responds to it like an infection. We build white blood cells up and we pump them out because it fights a foreign threat. That's just from cooking food, just so you're aware. Yeah. And you can, check that, you can check that with um, cellular biology, and that's where a lot of disease comes from. If you know people with cancer, which I do, a lot of people with cancer, family members with cancer, I brought, I brought one of my family members completely out of having cancer like a switch, like just like a light switch, switch it off. So don't eat this, eat a heap of this. And I can do that in a heartbeat with anybody. 
Doesn't matter. If you if you gave me your blood analysis, I'll tell you exactly what I could tell you to probably to within a couple of weeks what health problem you're going to have within the next three to five years. Wow. Just from looking at your bloods. If you continue the same way, I can do that very easily, very accurately. And I have done many times with many people as part of my group. Um, so after this, after this interview too. I'll link you to one of my groups, you alone. Yep. Uh, I, don't, I don't want this published um, because then you'll be able to have a look at the information and then you can feed it back through. Now, um, as I said to you, I said to you briefly last night and I mentioned it once before, um, I'll talk about um, uh, reptilians, right? I wasn't going to because I've only heard stories, but I have never actually experienced before recently, before I started talking to you, actually, I'd never actually experienced a reptilian. Okay, I'd heard all those different stories about it and all that sort of stuff. Um, but after I originally arranged our failed um, first interview, I was yep. approached by a few different people who I've become good friends with, and whilst talking to them, and they're telling me now these some of these dudes are pretty scary. Um, and I, I, I don't scare very easily, but uh, the things they've done in their lives with all good intentions, not there's no sinister intent, there's no no random going and eating babies and all that stuff you hear about reptilians and all that sort of stuff, right? Not not that I know of and not that I know of these people, okay? Yeah. Um, so they, I believe, are possibly hybridised. Um, they're not like full full blood. They do have what's classed as royal blood. Okay, so I, I'm not sure it's like a something. It's just a, the the rarest blood type that you can get, and I I know this because I've checked it. I've I've seen the records. Okay, I can't remember which which blood group it is exactly, but um, he was showing it to me. Um, well, one guy in particular, and one thing I noticed is while we were talking, um, he when he starts to get angry, um, his eyes slit like a cat's eyes or a reptile's eyes, okay, when he gets angry, and they blink side to side. Now, I posted a video too of a woman that purposefully does this, he doesn't, this guy doesn't realise, to my knowledge, that he actually does this. He's actually a good guy that gets really angry about people that do the wrong thing. And he, um, and I can tell you right now too, he used to be uh, employed through ASIO. So he's, I don't know what link that has to him being in the state he is now. He's retired from that. He um, he did some pretty horrible things in his role, um, particularly overseas in Japan. And um, yeah, but he's one of a couple of people that have this thing with the eyes. They they um, they go completely like a cat's eye. And 
they not only have the normal eyelids blinking, but they have this other layer that goes from side to side, left to right, and closes over their eye. Now, I don't even know if that would be classed as reptilian because you could say it's feline. Yeah. To a certain degree. I didn't see any scales on him or anything like that uh, or on the other person. Um, so, I, you know, I... I don't know what I suppose the the, th the only thing that you could say is the reptile side of it is the sideways blinking. Yeah. So that that would be the only thing. But the eye, as far as the actual pupil and the iris and stuff, it's it's very similar to you know what cats have a lot of the time, um, the the cat's eye. But um, so I don't know it, it, whether it's a splicing of multiple things. There is also one other person that I met that their skin. Now, this person, um, he is very young, only about 22, and his skin in certain light, you can see like lines in his skin on one part of his body, particularly the left side of his, his forehead. Now, the lines are artificial lines or like scales would be if if someone had scales under skin. That's the best way to describe it. You know the, the scales like on a, a snake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The exact shape, I don't, uh, what's the shape? Hang on, I'm just looking at a geometry. It's sort of like a hexagonish sort of. Yeah, shape. I'm just looking at a geometry chart. I'll just or, see. Um, you know, like uh, it can be like a. So it's hexagon. It's hexagon, definitely. Six-sided six shape. Yeah. Right? So I could see either imprinted in his skin or underneath his skin. Very, very pale dude, um, like ultra pale and very clammy cold um, when, I, when I shook his hand. Um, but I could definitely see as he was turning his head and stuff like that, there, there are these lines, these hexagon lines um, in his left side in particular. So um, I don't know if that would class as a reptilian or not, but um, that's my experience with them. And the other experience is that where we were at, there's one of many. Oh, that's what I was, hang on, before I forget, so over the Gold Coast Turf Club, the Equine Centre in Bundle, there used to be, near there, there used to be a lake. I think it was called Black Swan Lake or something like that. They, I think they turned it into a car park or they took it out or they were planning to. So there used to be a grey ship that sits over there for some reason over the turf club. Well, on the opposite side of the road from the turf club in Bundle. It's all heavy industrial estate there too. Yep. Right behind all that. Um, the other place, there was another place in Surfers down near Cavill. Um, one was sitting there. And also another one in Ashmore. Um, all, all at the same time. But, for example, if you're driving along, right, and you're looking at negatives of a picture. Just say you're looking at um, 
you're going through frames. And just in between, like, one or two frames, there's a picture of one of these ships just sitting in the air above the city, right, driving along and you see that. That's that's how it's, – it's sort of like you're looking through Venetian blinds when you look at them. And it's because of the technology they use, and that's the picture I drew up for you, I hope you can put it up, is they use this technology where all the little grids on it are um, like this metallic – there's a micro or a set of micro cameras in the grid, and then the rest of the outside of it are – a covered LC, like an LCD screen would be, right? All these little dots, the, all these little fiber optic LCD lights and stuff like that. Um, so what happens is the cameras and the systems calibrate the volume of the craft and that volume is absorbed in space. So it emits the image of what would be where the craft is, if you know what I mean. So yeah, when you're looking at it, yeah, it looks like it looks like you're looking straight through at a cloud, for example. But what you're really looking at is the picture, of calibrated of what's behind the craft from all different angles. So it's the entire ship is covered with these things. So no matter what angle you look at it, that's all you will see is what is past it, and what is through the centre of it. What would normally be there where that craft is because they're so massive they they do have slight glitches sometimes in them yeah i've also heard of, um different theories there where people have a sort of a slight color perception yeah that sort of gives people the ability to sort of see something like i don't know how much truth there is behind it but it's it is like a, a possible theory i suppose you can put it as like you know people having a bit of a you know colorblind people are there not saying they're the ones that are going to see these yeah. uh, crafts or anything like but you know, like people can have like a different perception with colors and stuff. Well, that's true. We do because we don't we don't know if this we see the same red. We're all trained that red is red, but we don't know if we're actually seeing the same color. Yeah. There's no way to physically tell, and each color gives different depth perception, and transmits a different Hertz range, and it transmits a different gravity. Each color, like. Sound creates image, and image creates color. Yeah. So um, that's the best way to do it. So what you're saying is very plausible. Yeah. Um, I was going to um, put a reminder to two people um, that with uh, you mentioned ASIO before. If someone, everyone doesn't know what that is, that's the Australian Security Intelligence Office or uh, organization or whatever I think it is. Something yeah. Like that. So yeah. Um, so obviously your friend there, he's obviously done a lot with the uh, governments and such like that. So that's just a bit, yeah. of, a bit of perspective on that. I can Basically. tell you one of the things he did, one of the things I'll tell you what he did without trying to expose him too much. Um, but when he was in a, a different country, uh, he was tasked with um, their version of the mafia, right? Um, who were dealing a lot of heroin. And he saw them give heroin to a young female and some of the things that they did to this young female. 
Uh, he then waited to the early hours of the morning and killed 11 of them. Wow. Uh, as a result. So that's the sort of guy. Um, he is a very genuine guy, but he's the type of guy that you would really want to make sure that you had all of your behaviours right around. <laughs> you want him in the good books. Yeah, you, you want him as a friend, not an enemy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, so that, that was him. So, anyway, um, so that was the, the uh, grey craft, right? But there's these other crafts, which are the triangle crafts, right? The big, the big pyramid crafts, and they're jet black, if you actually see them. They got very similar technology as far as cloaking, right? But they're not, you know, when you actually see one, they're not silver like this, they're black. They're like this matte black color. And they look, to be honest, they look very, very evil. <laughs> like, and these, there's been one of them that keeps frequenting Gold Coast University Hospital at Southport sitting over there now i was watching um one day i was sitting watching to see if there were any helicopters that flew in on the days that i've seen it there and no they don't there hasn't been um the only times that there have been helicopters flying is particularly recently they've been flying a lot in because of this whole COVID thing um the there hasn't been any craft there, but on the bottom they have like these domes, uh, half domes or semi, um, like a semicircle that stick out on the bottom of them that are clear and you can see through into the craft. So, uh, and I'm and I'm thinking my my line of thought is this. If you were going to experiment on people and hybridise people and do all those types of things, what is the best place that you could possibly do those things? Right in plain sight in hospitals. Yeah. You, can, you can pretty much, people's knowledge um, is basically what the doctor tells them. The doctor can just make up a word and say, oh, you've got this and this. We need to give you this and this and this. That's pretty much the knowledge of people. Whereas yeah, we put a lot of trust in the in doctors. Yeah, that's and right. And they are very heavily trusted and guided to a trusted people in the community. And I can tell you right now, some of the most horrendous people I've ever met are doctors. Um, like just the most unethical, narcissistic people are doctors. And some of the best people I've ever met are doctors as well. And I, I know a great deal about health. I, I can tell you, like, I could, as I said, I, I could read your bloods. I could get you to tell me what you eat in a week on average, and I could tell you within the ballpark figure, within five, you know, three to five years, what's going to happen to you, where you're going to be, as far as health is concerned. And and I can switch, like things like, it's actually I think it's illegal to to say it, but as far as curing cancer and stuff like that, because it's got to be classed as remission and stuff. And this goes back to 1890s Rockefeller modern Western medicine establishment. If you want to look up something, that's one to look up. That'll probably scare you a little bit. Um, so modern Western medicine, Rockefeller, IG Farben. 
and you can look up all the court records and everything on that as well. So, um, if you basically, I could go through all of that stuff, and I can I could tell you if you're going to get cancer, what percentage you're going to get cancer, a heart disease, or anything like that. Um, and tell you how to very swiftly resolve it as well. You're going to feel absolute garbage for a couple of months doing it, but at the end of the road, it'll plateau out. Uh, I can do that sort of stuff as far as health is concerned. So if someone challenges me on health and says, oh, look, I'm, uh, we need to do this because you got this, most of the time I can go, yeah, nah, sorry, mate, you're talking garbage. You're talking out your ass. Uh, recently, recently, uh, someone tried to remove something from my body um, for no re no reason, just because they could, just because they they could get authority to do it. And I said, no way, uh, absolutely no way. I, I'm, I'm I've got that body part in me for a pretty good reason. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. just all procedures. Um, so I believe I believe actually that those triangle, the pyramid crafts, are something to do with either hybridization of or are the reptilians. Yeah, there's a lot of um, different theories when it comes to the different types of crafts and who's sort of uh, yeah. controlling them in a sense. Like it's really hard they, to sort of get a pinpoint. They could be humans too. They could be government humans. But whatever, whatever they are, whoever they are, they're definitely something to do with reptilians. That's without a doubt. The, the greys, I don't think so. Because uh, I've never seen any sign of a grey when I when I've seen these particular crafts and talked to anyone about these crafts. Um, there's also I talked to a guy recently who uh, in Queensland as well on the Gold Coast. He stood in his backyard and he watched seven of these things glide across the sky completely silent, but they had just a couple of little flashing lights on the bottom of them very very tiny lights now that to me is 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 them saying we're here if you've got flashing lights little even if they're little flashing lights on the bottom of a craft that's still then that that's basically saying hi guys i'm here to me if you know anything about covert operations you just definitely wouldn't do it yeah um, so yeah it's sort of like if you're in a high-speed car chase and then you started indicating everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You know, That's on a speed, Vin, you know, Vin, Vin fucking starts indicating to turn right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he might be just saying you're going to indicate right and go, no, nah, I'm going left. Just yeah. throw him off a bit. <laughs> but anyway. But, um, but the, um, yeah, so the, he saw seven of these crafts. He said that, and I actually saw one of these, um, and it, but it wasn't on the same night. It was on a different night because I was doing uh, like a lot of star watching with big telescope. And and he, what he said he saw was like literally the size of a city go across the sky. Dead quiet. He just watched them go one by one. Boom, boom, boom. Like not, not even like fast. Uh, he said they were traveling. He said the size they were, and how fast they were travelling um, was something that he could sit and watch as it came over just casually and then watch it go away from him. Now, for a craft of that size, 
to do that at low altitude that would make a pretty big mess. Like that would seriously cause carnage on the ground. Now, these things don't. These things have their own gravitational pull or something. Um, and it's very bizarre because they would set off wakes of, of just carnage like at that size. If a city pulled in up, you know, pulled up over the Gold Coast, that, that's something that's getting, everybody's going to notice. Um, you know, bins would be turned over at the least. We'd have different titles. We'd have, we'd have different tides in rivers, all types of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but how, I'll have, yeah, yeah. how recent was this? Because um, like, um, He saw that last year. Right, because I'm not trying to like uh, discredit what he was trying to see or explaining, but um, he like wasn't confusing it with Starlink or anything like that. With Starlink? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Starlink. So Starlink is um, by basically Elon Musk's um, satellites there for the world internet. So every the whole world will be basically internet interconnected with via internet through satellites. And yeah. basically, it's when he launches them, there are row after row of satellites. So you might have uh, um, no, like 46 satellites all at once just traveling together. And if you're yeah. in the right position, you might only like see like maybe a couple here and there just before the sunlight sort of changes on the reflections. Yeah. But yeah. Other, most times other people are seeing like a complete train of these satellites of the nah, 50, nah. 60 he, odd. He said he was watching satellites going over. Um, he knows. But what he's talking about, he we're talking about like 150 meters off the ground. Okay. Going across the sky above above the buildings and stuff like that and waiting for these things to end. Like, that's how big they are. So it's basically uh, just like watching a plane in the sky just go across. Like, but uh, if the plane was flying in amongst high-rises, um, they, weren't, they weren't in high-rise areas. They were flying over more inland, but um, they were flying... Um, in a way that you could almost touch the hills with them. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah they're definitely going That's to rule out place sailing then. Yeah. That's how close they were. And he, and he he said he watched... He also told me about um, a praying mantis. He was telling me about this praying mantis that he saw. Now, he was walking towards a bus stop. Um, and I've, I've read about these, the praying mantis species, like that are... Uh, behaving just like people and stuff like that, right? So he was walking towards the bus stop and he could see something hanging from this bus stop that was the size of a small adult or a large child, like maybe a teenager. Anyway, hanging. And as he got closer, he realised it wasn't a person. It was actually a praying mantis, the size of a teenager hanging from a bus stop. And the first thing he did was he backed up because obviously they're pretty fierce, uh, particularly if they're hunting for a prey. Now, I, I started doing a little bit of research on this and I found that there's a lot of accounts of these things, particularly in surgeries and stuff like that, oh. uh, that these things doing proce medical procedures on people. Um, so, uh, and like being very, very high intelligence. But he's saying that he saw one hanging from a bus stop on the Gold Coast. Uh, I have no reason to doubt what he said. I've never, ever heard that before. 
it was just a very far out thing. And then when I actually read about it, I read that there's just thousands and thousands of cases of this stuff. And and if you look into like sightings and uh, experiences with greys and all that sort of stuff as well, that I should have mentioned before, you'll find that around the world, with all of the accounts of uh, grey aliens and so on, um, you'll find that there's vivid accounts going throughout all humanity of different experiences that are identical to each other in places that have had no contact and could never have had contact with those other parts of the world. So they're experiencing exactly the same things, exactly the same beings and exactly the same things being said and so on and communication or actions being taken by in particular greys um, or even the Nordics, uh, what, are, what are called the Nordics and stuff like that, yep. um, where where these people have experienced it, but they have had no outside communication with any other place around the world, and they're having exactly the same experience. Now, there's only one possible way that that can happen, and that's if that happened. That's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, so people that throw out there, you know, that, you know, people are hallucinating, having, uh, which technically they are and they aren't. It's reality and it's hallucination. Um, as we were talking about in the start. Um, but those, those are very real experiences and they're all identical experiences that can't be, um, they can't be made up like those things. Um, so I just wanted to say that, but um, I'm just having a look through my notes that I gave you. I'm, I think we covered the main main parts of it. How long have we been going there? What's the time? Mate, we've been cracking on for about an hour and a half now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we're well, well over. But, yeah, so I might leave it at that, actually. I've got some other stuff on there that I could go in depth with, but maybe make it another interview another time or something like that, and, and you can have a look into what I've what I've stated to you and, and just go from there. And so you can at least see what I am talking about is very real. Um, the, the things that I pointed out is particularly if you look at, if you start looking at epigenetics, one, one thing, cellular biology and epigenetics and have a look into Dr. Bruce Lipton, you will see that things in the world are very, very different to what everybody's getting told. Yeah. Okay. That's, that that's good, but that's, um, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So um, I was going to say, like, if, um, if anyone is interested in the uh, the health system sort of um, information that you were describing earlier, there they can get in touch with me, and I can sort of share that information on if that's all right yeah. with you. Yeah, I'll give as much as I can without putting myself in a or other people in a difficult position because yeah, there are some people's reputations heavily reliant upon bullshit yeah. uh, in some cases. Um, and they might have done that to get into a position where they can really do some good work. Um, so, unfortunately, if I was to give some of the information I've got, I'm probably going to be snapped up in court pretty quickly. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't mind a good court battle, but I don't particularly want one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's not something, something and, I want. And, 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 that could, and they could come along. Uh, and, and as I said last night, there's no... I don't think there's anything such thing as privacy. I think people that are trying desperately to get privacy in, in a lot of things um, are a, a little bit delusional because there's no such thing. But my view is 
that I will keep and isolate everything as much as possible because that way I can track the information where it's going to and coming from. Yeah. Uh, I'm not interested in the privacy. Like, as, as far as I'm concerned, when I go and I, I'm holding Johnson going to the toilet, I'm also waving sometimes going, how you going, guys? <laughs> no, that's, that's fine, mate. I've checked my records. I have been surveillance many times, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've got, I've got an AFP and a Queensland Police Service um, file uh, where they have actually um, surveillance me and they've, they've written it off after like three weeks as mistaken identity and stuff like that. You know, as if, as if they wouldn't look at me and go, nah, it's the wrong guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they investigate me for three weeks or so and they write up all these stuff, a lot of it's nonsense. And then um, I go to court and then it all gets dismissed or whatever. And um, then they say, oh, it was a mistaken identity from the start. But yeah, they gotta they got to tick the boxes somehow to get the get the systems rolled out. And that's the way they do it. Hey, look, look think of it this way. It's keeping people in a job somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and and it also gives me it gives me collateral as far as verification that I wasn't doing the wrong thing at that time, yeah. Because they've got it all recorded, so they can't say I did something else somewhere else. So that's always a good thing in my books. Yeah, nah, fair enough. Uh, look, well, mate, look, we'll end it there. And if anyone um, is interested in any of the sort of stuff there, um, basically they can get in touch with me there, and I'll obviously hit you up there, mate. You can send me through the information there, and then um, yeah. basically just relay it to people. Um, whatever you want to share to me, mate, I can share that to the page or anything like that, mate, that's uh, linked to your uh, podcast here. When the episode comes out, I'll link that all yep. up to it. So whatever you want to share, mate, you just send it through and, yeah. Will do. So, I just want to say thanks thanks for the opportunity, Anthony. I love your work, mate. Love no worries, Barry, mate. It's um, been an absolute fantastic having you on here, mate. An absolute pleasure, mate. So, yeah, we'll definitely um, organise you to come back on at some point there and we'll continue on for sure. All right, cheers, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Talk to you soon. Take care. Cheers, mate. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.